It's Halloween Havoc 1995. Please save us. Again. <laughs> For the third time. On Nothing Good. So welcome to the third episode or the third part. <laughs> feels like a, it feels like this was, just keeps going, right? So is this our? Is this our? Are we in hell? Uh, you know what though? I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, listen, yeah. this is what's hell like. You are. like. I mean, shit. Yeah, shit. Uh, okay, so we before we recorded initially, we talked about actually weeks ago when you brought this subject to me and you said, "Man, I'm doing my notes. I've got pages and pages of notes. This is gonna." Was this going to take a while? And I said, well, probably. Usually we go long anyhow. Uh, and yeah. then the closer we got, and then I started watching the pay-per-view, and I kind of started taking my notes. I'm like, oh, fuck. This, 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 there's, a, there's some shit happening here that I want to talk about. Uh, fuck. All right. Well, it shouldn't be that bad, right? No, it shouldn't be that bad. Well, here we are. Part three. And we are about halfway through the show. So we're going to try our best. You know what? You doing all right? I'm fine. So we go next. <laughs> <laughs> to a World War III promo for the next pay-per-view. World War III, 60-man Battle Royal. Apparently, this was the first year they had three rings Okay. for the Battle Royal. And it's the best video promo on the whole show. Mm. And that should tell you something, because it's still not a good promo. Mm. But it's the best one over the whole show. But the announcers hyped that three-wing Battle Royal uh, with a giant in each ring. So that's fun. Uh, and then Heenan just proceeds for some reason while they're in the weird transition period here to annihilate the bike winner. <laughs> that's what that's what Heenan does though. Oh, it's I that's a pretty big motorcycle. Could he fit his whole family on there? It's definitely his sister. <laughs> oh my he likes God. her the best. It's he like, definitely Whoa! did, didn't he? Whoa! <laughs> that guy just won a cart a, a promotion for you on pay-per-view. You are you are all in tonight. In a here. previous part of this this show, I said that maybe he was sober. Maybe not. So our next match on the show is the total package, Lex Luger. Here we are. Versus Ming, accompanied by Sev Kevin Sullivan. This match goes 13 minutes, 14 seconds, by the way. It goes long. Uh, before the match begins, Meng comes out, uh, and the fans are throwing trash during Meng's entrance. All of it hits Kevin Sullivan, <laughs> which is extremely good news for the entire population of Detroit. So, look... I'm going to be real forthcoming. Uh, I don't know if I've ever really mentioned this to you in all the years we've been friends, but uh, Ming matches are like, I really enjoy them. They're, he's really good. I really like Ming was never going to be world's heavyweight champion. No, he didn't need to be. But his matches, because before I got into like the inside baseball of professional wrestling, yeah. and I watched Ming. I thought Ming was just this bad motherfucker. He just yeah. comes across as he is. As a full-on indestructible tank. It, with you know YouTube channels and shoot videos, and you start learning that there ain't a human being on the planet that knows him personally that would ever fuck with him. No, no one would because try Because he would murder your face. He would actually perform a fatality on you, I'm pretty sure. Yes, he has bitten noses off. He's thrown entire uh, like whole groups of TSA agents off of people in an airport that he barely knew. Yeah. So, so yeah, Meng ain't nothing to fuck with. So, but the 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 punchline for me is you're watching this match. You see the intro. I don't know what the fuck is on that man's face. 
No, they give him a Mardi Gras mask. And I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah, in true WCW fashion, here's a great thing. It's a legit badass person that just his face is recognizable because there weren't a lot of uh, Islanders in that type of role in that era. They were all tag team Samoans. Or, right. You know, but there we see. And we know what? Let's our first thing. Let's put him in a fucking Mardi Gras thing. So watching him, but knowing that ain't nobody going to say anything to him about it. Nope. If they value their life. So he could wear whatever the fuck he oh, wants. Oh, he was. And that's that's why I thought it's got to be Meng's idea. Because no one's going to make him put that on if he don't want it. If he doesn't want to, he no. goes, no. He go, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. No, I'm not doing this. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. What do you want? I want the belt. You got the belt tonight. The okay. belt's yours. Yo. Take it. Do you but, know where I live? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> but in all seriousness, but yeah, like, uh, Ming has just always been a guy that I just, his matches aren't flashy. Super, super good. There's, he's just aggressive and hard hitting. Super, super good at what he does. Yeah. So uh, then there's Lex Luger. No, he is not good at what he does. Now, a positive thing to Lex Luger, it's not even him. I always did like Luger's WCW theme. Like it, yeah. it's just it's it is it's very very one of the only songs that doesn't really sound like anything else that has any kind of balls to it. it was Luger's WCW thing. That means that he takes a year to come out, and after all the hype of him taking to come outside to the ring, it's fucking Lex Luger. So it's like, ugh. right? God damn it! I'm so excited to see Meng. I <laughs> do not like Lex Luger. Uh, fuck that guy. So Luger versus Ben goes what thirteen minutes you said? Yeah, about thirteen minutes, uh, which is way too long. Yeah, so it starts hot, um, and Luger's already uh, doing the tweener thing. So the whole subplot in this match, and to this match's credit, it does have the subplot that we're not, we don't know if Luger has joined the Dungeon of Doom or not. He's wrestling a Dungeon of Doom guy, but the announcers make a point to point out that whenever Luger is out there with the Dungeon of Doom, they don't attack him, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really show. Uh, plus or minus towards those guys. So it's like really implied that he could be involved, but he's Lex Luger and he's a babyface. But mostly he's Sting's friend. So no one wants Sting's friend to do it Yeah, anymore. and Luger has had a, and WCW especially, has had a long history of just being whatever he wanted to be at any yeah. given time. He is both, he is he has betrayed Sting a lot. Yeah, it, it's him and Flair who's betrayed Sting the most. <laughs> Foreshadowing for later. Yes. Um, but yeah, the match itself... Wasn't terrible. No, it gets going. It starts mm-hmm. slow, but it really gets going to the point where Meng gets heat on Luger for a while. He has that motherfucker with a pile driver. A really nice looking one. It really looks good, and he gets a two count on it. It's like, okay, what the fuck is the finish here? It's WCW, so it's a lame duck. This is before the Tonga Death Grip, isn't it? Yes, this is pre. He's still using the Samoan spike. Mm-hmm. Oh, loaded. Yeah. That's but they're right. actually putting a spike on the thing. Yeah. Which should stab somebody and they should be bleeding out of their neck yeah. not selling it like a knockout blow and i don't think when he hit luger with it he really sold it luger went down no but he didn't sell it no he just got knocked out like yeah, it, which like, doesn't it make like, any sense like he got uppercut it yeah yeah it doesn't no no one sells that kind of shit correct because you should be rolling on the ground holding your neck you should be able to pin somebody because they're squeaming because they can't breathe mm-hmm. or because you got a, you put a brass spike on your thumb and now they're bleeding to death in the middle of the ring foreshadowing the actual murder that would occur Later on in this show, but yeah, I think uh, and, I, and I tell me what you think. I think we you know we talk about underrated professional wrestlers, uh, probably in the top in just WCW history of the promotion itself. Underrated, he is top three or five underrated heels ever. Ming, Ming, yes, yeah, because 100%. when he came out, when the music played, you went, Oh, shit. they threw stuff, 
Oh shit, man! You're about to fucking fight somebody. It doesn't matter who this is. It did, literally did yeah. not matter. No. It didn't matter. You knew he was gonna lose anyhow. Yeah, but he's gonna put a fight. But up he's gonna beat the shit out of whoever is coming down. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Again, they, they had enough heat to throw stuff at him. Uh, the finish though is uh, Luger finally eventually fires up. He calls for the rack. Uh, Meng gets the the brass spike, mm-hmm. hits Luger, gets the cover. But before he gets the three. Kevin Sullivan comes in and just kind of pooter kicks uh, Lex Luger in the pin. Yeah. Uh, thus getting Luger disqualified, which means he goes on to fight Savage later on. Now, and Meng's wondering... It's Meng disqualified. Meng disqualified. Luger wins by DQ, even though he was beat. Uh, and Meng doesn't know what's going on because his manager just cost him the match. And then Sullivan, uh, it sells the whole Sullivan and Luger might be in cahoots yeah. angle more. But also, if you're in cahoots... With a guy, why would you have him fight the literal toughest man in the history of wrestling? <laughs> then, once he's beaten, help him then go on to fight the craziest man in the history of pro wrestling because he's your boy. Right. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. But WCW. Luger wins by DQ. Uh, I give that, uh, and I give this match 2.75 confused mengs out of five. <laughs> Ming was quite confused. He was super confused. He was he was shoving. He was Sullivan. He was like, "What? what you know, I was like, what's going on? I'm like, you better dance to that man right now. <laughs> Listen, do not mock Ming because he will find you. No, I, he, oh, no, we, this is a no Ming mocking zone. Yeah, he is. I don't even know. He could be here now. He's actually he could the, be here right he's now. Around the corner. Right I don't now. know. It's like that's not my daughter. I hear playing in the other room. That's <laughs> Ming waiting for me to come up the steps. <laughs> that's scary. And he's like, I'm the father now. I'm like, okay, you are. Right, you know what? Yeah. Yes, you are. I'll get a new one. <laughs> I'll get a new kid. <laughs> a new wife. I'll start over. Yeah, I'll start over. Here's the key. Take it. Here you go. Uh, by the way, uh, here's a book. Here's my book I'm currently reading here, 95 <laughs> pages in. It's best to read this in Ray Liotta's voice, but moving on. So we got uh, the giant cuts. Another promo, Another, by the way. We, we, we go get Gino Quillen again. So the giant is now down from the roof. Now, Hogan couldn't be bothered to be wearing racing gear, but the giant, who's supposed to be the superimposing menacing villain who doesn't care, is in a neatly embroidered racing outfit. Yep. Makes total sense. <sighs> Although, the one thing I did enjoy about this promo hmm. was, God, man, again, what I said earlier, the last part of this show is that the the announcers are all showing out they're, they're all trying adult. and gene okerlin is really putting the giant over they're really putting big show over he like he's trying to hold the mic and he grabs his hand and, and okerlin's selling that the pain yeah, i trying. love that uh the big line that is in this promo which absolutely fucking infuriated me was was giants promoting the monster trucks and he's like if hogan has the guts to show up it's like bitch he was just up there with you an hour ago yeah he already showed up and then he came back downstairs <laughs> If he has the guts to show up. Again. What the hell? Show again. up again. Come back to the segment we taped the night before. Only we'll be chained together or yeah. welded together. Who knows? Something. And then the Giants back off. And now, mm, because I was not prepared. Yeah. And I just, I want to give the dear, listen, I'm going to get close. I want the dear listener to understand what, what happened to me at this moment. Because this was... The, right before the after the Luger Ming match is when I, I paused the show and it came back to it the next day. And so I kind of reminded and looked over my notes. I'm like, yeah, all this horse shit. And then I immediately get the giant promo. 
And I'm remembering everything I went through, and I'm like, oh, I know why I turned this off. I don't know if I can handle this. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle this anymore. And then when they come back to the arena, I heard it. One of my favorite fucking songs in the ah. history of wrestling, mm-hmm. Arn Anderson's fucking theme song hits, and I was I oh, okay 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 I'm back in I'm I'm right back in and then he comes up with Brian Pillman and I'm like yes yeah this match is the oh, best match of the night it is absolutely the best match of without the night. question without a fucking shadow of a doubt yeah this match alone is the reason the only thing I'll ever watch in this pay per view again is this match because everyone fucking comes to work. You got four guys who know what they're doing. They know exactly. They love wrestling. They're not in it just to be in it. They're all familiar with each other. Uh, very. And and you know, to to kind of go with Arn Anderson's theme song, man. Look, there are a few things that are WC, more WCW than that song. It's perfect. It is. It is so actively perfect. <laughs> Folks, my fucking shit right there. I looked that man dead in the eyes when he made that noise. Never again. No, <laughs> I'm just gonna call you up random parts in the middle of the night. You're, gonna get, you're just not, you're not gonna answer. You're gonna see a missed call from Mr. Brown Fucking at 3:45 a.m. You're gonna wake it up on your way to work. And you're gonna be putting your aftershave on. And you're gonna hear call from Noah at 3:45 a.m. Sounds like a fucking cat that's dying. <laughs> Look, I don't give a shit. That's my jam. That, no, it is because it's so eighties. And, and he just, he just, and it's not just that, but because it's not just the song which slaps. But when that music it's comes him. out, he comes out, and the only grown ass man to ever rock like a fucking like embroidered bomber jacket, and Brian Pillman, and they come out, and you're like, ah, fucking finally, yeah. <laughs> like, we get we get a fucking match. You get a fucking thing. And when someone's like, think about the good parts of WCW. You think about the Horsemen and Sting and that shit. And this show so far has had absolutely no <laughs> shred of the WCW that made any of it any good that you want to fondly remind on. And just when you're at peak monster truck promotion, Kevin Sullivan fucked the, another lame duck finish in a row. All of a sudden, that fucking music hits and out walk two legitimate wrestlers. And you're like... Fuck. Yes. I, I have such an appreciation for Arn Anderson that I, I've it's, always it's so had. Good. So good. The, like, when I started watching WWE more often, and it's really unfortunate. It's it's actually a fucking tragedy for me that only three years after, I, three or four years after I really started watching WCW, that he has this fucking career-ending injury. Yeah. Right? Like, it happens. Uh, like, 98, 97? No, it happens, like, after this. Like, we're talking about within five months of this. Art's gone. It happened in '95. Uh, it happened no, in '96. It, it happened in '96 because he's because that Horseman promo is '97. Oh fuck it is. And he'd been out for a year. That's right. Because he. Yeah, that's right. Hey, I think he gets hurt not too long after this. I don't know if it's in the in the big Tower Doom match that's a couple months after this, but it's right around hey, there. I'm pretty sure he, 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 it had it, it happened in a match with Luger. Pretty sure. It's somewhere around there. It was a match. With, I'm pretty confident. And that. then he tries to come back, and he doesn't have the mobility. And and so his last couple matches are when he's trying to take it off, and he knows he's gone. But it's it's a whole thing. But yeah, let's Arn Anderson, like one of those guys that uh, every, pretty much everything he did had a meaning to it. Oh my god, so good. And he and, and it's not even so much that just that, but that Arn Anderson as a heel was so good at selling the little things. If Arn Anderson. In 1992, much less 95, when he was his smartest, 
and even 88, if that Arn Anderson were to be dropped into today, he'd be the fucking champion because of how legitimate he looks in an era where they're just trying to make people look legitimate. Arn, not a prototypical guy. No. It's just, he just, you're like, oh my God, thank God. Like yeah. that match was just such a breath of fresh air. After the shit I've been oh, watching, man, yeah, yes, the, the, it, every second of that match, I thought at least at one moment, and every match, even the ones that were three minutes, I thought about if I fast forward this, could I? I won't miss anything, right? Yeah. I never did, but I'm like, I won't, I, I won't, I won't really miss anything. I'll just wait till I see the finish. Rewind twenty seconds, go back. I did. I wasn't touching the remote. The remote went down, and I'm watching. Fucking Arn and Brian Pillman and Sting. Just go, you know what? We're in the middle. Why are we in the middle of this show? Let's make them fucking regret this. Yeah. Sting. Oh, dude, Sting is an all time. Had his working boots on to get his um, ass beat. No, dude, Sting had fire from every second in that match until the finish and beyond. Sting was ready to sell this angle. And it was so good watching him like bounce. I love the first several minutes. Like he's bouncing those two around. Oh, he's, oh yeah. They're just, he's just bumping them around. He, I mean, and they're, they're feeding. Everything they're like getting clocked together, they're getting thrown over every the ropes single thing, every trick they got in the book ain't working. No, because it's fucking Sting. And God Sting damn is it. in fucking peak because he just and this, we should tell we should tell the storyline. Let's let's back this up. Okay, so to tell the storyline, we have to kind of niche and weave in the 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 post horseman breakup kind of a situation we're at. So, but I'll I'll give you the whole thing. Arn and Rick are friends, but the horseman was the horseman was no longer really uh, a thing yet. Okay, mm-hmm. it hadn't been a thing in a while since Flair had come back from WCW. Okay, okay, um, it, it really wasn't meant to be. Flair, having been healed with the Hogan and Bash at the Beach thing, right, and and coming off of that whole run, was starting to show tendencies of being a babyface, which didn't set well with perpetual heel arm. And so they're showing little one-upsmanships, and uh, I want to see the old you, right? And Flair's like, this is the me. This is the real me. To the point where on the very first Nitro, it's Sting and Flair in the main event. Mm -hmm. And Luger shows up at the end of the show, right? And stands next to Sting and challenges everyone, and Flair just kind of lets it happen. And Arn chews his ass out. said, the old nature boy wouldn't let someone come in and steal your thunder. Doesn't matter where they come from or what they used to do. He would have just uh, he would have taken prisoners. He would have left Sting laying, would have left Luger laying, would have left Hogan laying, would have left everybody laying, and you would have been the nature of boy. But instead, you let it happen. What happened to you? And then Flair, and it's this weird, it's a really good storyline when you think about when let me let me sell it better than they ever did. Uh, right. they announced it. So then Flair says, I ain't the one that changed. Everyone else is the one that changed. And now I'm still the nature boy. So it goes from Flair in a pseudo baby face, Flair starts to heal. A little bit. And he's like, you're the one that changed. You're not my friend if you don't support me now. Uh, and Arn's like, I just want you to be the real you. People start cheering Arn to they wrestle the month before at Fall Brawl, 1995. And uh, it's a straightforward match where Flair is the heel and Arn is the babyface mm-hmm. until the point that Pillman interferes and costs Flair the match. And now you're like, okay, so Flair's the babyface. And Arn and Pillman are the heels. And so Flair has been looking for an ally. And through every WCW and night, uh, Saturday Night Nitro, he's looking for an ally with Sting. He's looking for someone to be his partner. He's, he's got an open challenge. Uh, he needs a partner for Halloween Havoc against yeah. Pillman and Anderson. And he and he, he's, he's decided, I'm going to work on Sting. 
I'm going to work on Sting. And Sting says, all right, Rick, fine. I'll do it. But if you betray me, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. It's like saying, all right, all right, son. Listen, I'm going to trust you. But if you rise tomorrow, it's over between us. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like let's, there are a few things Ric Flair does better than if betray motherfuckers. Hot. Yeah. If you're so, gonna shine, I believe Sting says. Right. Sting says, "I'll leave you for dead." All right, and it's like, okay, sure. You know, everyone and everyone knows what's gonna happen. Even Sting, kayfabe. Even Sting's mom is gonna call him <laughs> like, "You're a fucking idiot." <laughs> but knowing that that everyone expects Flair to turn on Sting, but no one wants Flair, quote unquote, to turn on Sting. At least that's what they think. Mm-hmm. They do their best. To fire up Sting as such a fucking volcanically hot babyface. Like an unstoppable child. He has the fire and the believability that Hogan wished he had. Just fighting off all comers, legitimately beating two other badasses. And fighting them off until such time comes that they cut him off. And then the fucking horsemen do what the horsemen do best. Arn Anderson and, and Brian Pillman, and they just start fucking grind and sting down yeah. and it is a clinic so flair comes down and uh and it was really cool to watch flair get fired up and get sting fired oh, up he just they don't you don't see him run down the aisle he just slides into the ring fully dressed yeah and i it, i can and i want to just point out you know this match was easily without question the hottest match of the night oh yeah the crowd well, was no was more into this match than any other match of the night the second that arn anderson's music hit the crowd was invested they're like Hey, the show's starting. And when the, they didn't want the segment to be over, when the segment happened to the fact that it murdered the next couple segments because people were still wanting this to, this segment to be yeah. over. Yeah. So Flair comes down. A Sting is they're getting heat on Sting. Big they're time. They're getting a big time heat. Sting's firing up. They cut him off. Firing up. They cut him off. Firing up. They cut him off. And now they're grinding him down in the mat. And all of a sudden, Flair comes out, and he's pissed. So what we got told, as we mentioned earlier in the show, two podcast episodes ago. <laughs> Yeah. That before the show began, quote unquote, uh, Flair was attacked by Anderson and Pillman. And now Sting was going to have to go to this match alone. And he does. He starts it alone. Uh, and he is alone until Flair comes out and, and tries to get in some. And the referee, I believe it was Pee Wee Anderson, Pee Wee yeah. Patrick, there was only two on this whole show, uh, tells him to get in his corner. So do you, do you, I just didn't know if you caught this. So I. I don't need to refer to my notes for this, but I'll pull them up. So one of the most amazing master craft thing is knowing what everybody knew was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Happening. That Flair was still able to manipulate the people in the ring. And the people in the building. Enough to where he's all bouncing around. The same oh, kind of so fired this, up. The same kind of Flair fires in great shape, too. All four guys were in tremendous condition. Tremendous. That Flair is bouncing around the apron like he's ready to elbow drop a jacket. Right, like, he was that type of fire. He was up. That, that kind of fire up, and the crowd is eating it up. But the whole time, he's getting fired up, and he's distracting the ref just when Sting needs him, mm-hmm. or just when Sting is getting in, in, a, in a position of offense to do anything. Yep. And it's and you don't even. It's like ah, oh, but the people in the, right, the building don't know. And it's it's cool if you notice the match. Like, at, I'm pretty confident. No real point does. Flair actually lay a finger on either of those two guys. He does not. He, he comes uh, close. He's, he swats. He almost tries. With his shoe. Yeah. He swats at Pillman with a shoe, and I don't think she, Pillman just doesn't move fast enough. But he never does. No. No, he doesn't. 
It was just so. Then, it was all telegraphed so well. It's first of all, it's mastercraft storytelling on a show that doesn't have enough or really any storytelling in the ring. This match is absolute storytelling from the second that the music hits until the second the segment's over. Um, and it's oh god, dude! Like he, he being Flair pronouns, pal. <laughs> He's just frothing. He's foaming at the mouth. Frothing. He is, and he is, and he's waiting. And Sting, and every time Sting gets cut off, Flair does something to either keep him in the ring longer, or the heels cut him off. And Sting finally makes it over to the corner, and he tags Flair in. The oh, flag man. gets in, and Arn starts to beg off, and Flair hits the ropes, and Arn goes whoa, and then Flair just, just fucking cold cuts Just nails Sting. Just full running punches him. <laughs> fucking Superman punched him basically. And the f- crowd blew up on Flair's hot tag, and then. Blew up even further when they saw him texting. Because it's Rick fucking Flair. And he is he was reaching, he was inching at that point where he could do anything he wanted. Yeah. He had arrived. This was it. This was the moment. After this, Flair can do no do no wrong. And he he did a lot of wrong after this. Yes. It didn't count. But my the best part of the match didn't happen yet, though. The best part of the match didn't happen yet. What's the best part of the match? Because he runs and he hits the ropes and he fucking decks Sting. Right. And everyone's like, ah! And then the heels just start trample stomping Oh, they beat the living shit out of him. They beat the... But Sting gets up like it's a shoot. Oh, that's right. He does get up swinging at Flair. And he's like... like, Smack and laying those beats. That's right. And, it's like, and Heenan, you could tell, he gets fired up. Heenan's like, "Oh my god, I've never seen Sting like this. I've never seen action well, like this." Listen, if you're in yeah. a, if you're getting jumped. It's fight or flight. Yes, and if and Sting was and, fighting, and Sting went after the leader, and he went right after Flair, and then they cut him down, and Sting keeps fighting, and they, they and to the point where I have the note, they literally have to hold Sting down so Flair can lay the boots on him enough to lean up lane, and like that's like I don't know, like, I it's the only thing that made me want to watch more WCW was just to see where the fuck they go with this angle the next night. And you know the the worst part about that is no, we're good. No, we're good because. For some strange reason, in this period of WCW, the powers that be were not keen on the horsemen. They just yeah, weren't. Benoit and Mullingo are in the wings. And you have Pillman, Anderson, and Flair feuding with Sting in your mid-card. Could you imagine oh if WCW, if the, the creative team, whoever is in charge, really, really wanted the horsemen to be a force against the NWO? Could have been so good. It could have been. But for some reason, and that's a whole other conversation we'll have another time about how the NWO made every babyface look weak. Yeah. To completely buried every babyface ever. Yeah. and Except one. Yeah. And then WCW immediately fucked that up with one key moment to crown him forever. (laughs) One thing they had to do, they didn't do right. They didn't do right. But anyhow, but yeah, that match was excellent. How many stars you give it? Well, let me scroll down to here. Uh, How many scorpions I, are? Uh, yeah, so the uh, Reigns is fired up to uh, Sting. Fired up to Ultra. They have to literally hold him down. I rate this four horsemen out of five. Okay. Yeah, it was by far and away the best segment and wrestling on this entire Godforsaken show. Could you imagine a WCW show filled with things half as good as that? It doesn't exist. No. Is this what I was telling you the other yeah. earlier, the, the other episode, the other episode about I don't think there's such a thing. Oh man, it's just a shame. WCW is good at having little pockets of good moments in their shows, but like an average, it's never, it's never reaches that height. <sighs> it's really unfortunate, and it I is. could again, I could be totally wrong. That's so good, and it's only, it only gets so worse 
so fast after this. <laughs> Wait, what are we up to next? What, mean uh, Jeans at the ramp. Oh, wait, there's one last thing. Mean Jeans at the ramp, and he starts, he's getting all shitty about what just happened. <laughs> and he plugs shitty. the hotline saying that they're going to have more information, but Frick fucking Flair has something to say. And he meets Gene at the ramp. It's the only time we see Gene at the ramp. And that's the classic one. I think at WCW in the 90s. Gene standing at the bottom of the ramp. Of Nitro or something. And Flair's mean by God Gene. Mean! Woo! Gene! That's right. So good. So good. But, uh, yeah. they So, Gene just basically... Uh, Tries to plug the hut. Ric Flair says, "This is it's time to go to school. You don't fuck with the horseman. Yeah. We're back. And Arn says, you wanted this. Be careful what you wish for because we're coming for blood. And then they cut the sting, like limping away from the thing. So it's not so bad, right? Yeah. It's not too, too bad. Flair says, all right, we go to now we go to school, which I love that line. It's like, okay. <clears throat> if, <laughs> I would keep watching only to have my heart broken if I didn't know exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. Yeah. So the horseman officially back. But Gene... Actually has the balls to say in in response to uh, when they're leaving and watching Sting get kind of helped out of the ring. He actually has the balls to say, this is one of the worst things I can recall happening. Motherfucker knows we got monster trucks coming up. <laughs> we got Yetis. You shit. lying sack of shit. <laughs> and the announcers, the announcers sell the horseman and Sting angle like it's like that's what they've been waiting to do the whole night. And it was perfect. But now, another backstage segment, but because Gene is in the ramp, we're going back to Lex Luger, who's with Mike Tanay, having <laughs> just binge cried to the cure. <laughs> they recap the Meng match, and then they ask Luger to react. And Luger fucking babbles. I didn't pay attention to a single fucking I, you know what I'll tell you, Let me tell you what I wrote. He, I have one line from him, yeah. Same. <laughs> I wrote... Luger promo. Well, it happened. <laughs> Luger babbles and I don't really care. Fuck him. Luger sucks. <laughs> His one line, big boys getting it on. Is that what he said? He said big boys, just a couple of big boys getting it on. I bet he did. I bet he, that's, you know, how, how, how to get a push. <laughs> big boys getting it on. He says he's going to be the greatest wrestler WCW has ever seen. <laughs> He legit said that. And I'm just going to go ahead and say, I'm not even going to say, uh, not only is he not the greatest wrestler on this show, in the WCW, not only is he not the greatest wrestler in that show, I'm not even sure he's the greatest wrestler in that room. <laughs> By today's in that room. <laughs> but how dare you try to compare yourself, sir, to the glory of El Tandy. Oh, my God. Don't you disrespect <laughs> Listen, that's the greatest WCW promo of all time. Look at Bret Hart vouches for El Dandy. God damn it! He's like I El Dandy. Do. What do you mean El Dandy's? Are you do you dare disrespect El Dandy? It's the greatest line in any promo. So, uh, I would ask you a serious question, and I, I part of me feels kind of bad to be shitting on Lex Luger. Why? I don't know because I'm. I don't know. Fuck. I'm I don't know nice him personally, person. but. I I've dealt, I've had to sit through enough of his fucking matches. <laughs> I have a serious I have a serious question for you. Please, can you think of, and I and I don't think there is. Can you think of one person who had everything needed, had the look, had the charisma, but had the look and the machine 
that is the WWF behind you. <laughs> that you feuded with and effectively upset the, the titan monster that is the guy who took the title from Hulk Hogan. Have you ever, have you ever seen a guy... With everything? With everything needed. With the fucking machine... Behind him. Behind him. And he still doesn't He's still going to fucking get over. I don't think anybody exists in WWF history. No. no. Uh, every single person that they tur- they did that to got over. I, 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 every single I'm, one. It's a, it's a hard... Nash, Hart, Michaels. Warrior, everyone, Hogan, whoever... Who, every name somebody. Per- every single person, because they actually pulled the trigger on it. Uh, all the way through, even people that modern wrestling fans not like like Reigns or Cena or Orton or yeah. Batista, they fucking got behind it and they fucking made money. But and for they some got reason, Luger fucking Lex Luger's the guy who just and million dollar fucking body. I mean, literally the look anybody would want in that position. Yeah, all he had to do is be good in the ring <laughs> or or serviceable. No, because at certain points he could have been serviceable. He showed flashes of serviceability. Yeah. Wrestling men tonight. Just it, it's, There's an intangible reason why it just didn't work. And they gave him the WCW championship a bunch of time, but it, it never reached. Being WCW champion in the pre-Nitro days does not mean anything like it did being the WWF champion, even in the new generation era. Mm. It just it had to not have the same weight, unless you were Flair or Sting. And it, and it really didn't. And I just, I think, I don't know. I don't, there's something he didn't, he didn't connect. And I'm going to say something that's going to sound like a dick. But also, I don't like Lex Luger. Right. He's always, and everyone's always quick at the total package to point out what's so special about Lex Luger, right? Mm-hmm. But really, what's special about Lex Luger? His look. Yeah. He's, that was it. That was it. He's, he's, he's fitter than Hulk Hogan, but Hulk Hogan was bigger. But, and he had a really cool name. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, I'm literally, that's yeah, it. That's it. And that's, now we wonder. I Why mean, he's average in the ring, average on the mic. He was. And you know what I really didn't like about him? Mm. Above everything else? The way he sold. Like, not even so much that he sold, or didn't sell sometimes. It's like, when he threw a punch, you go, Row! he would yell. He would, he'd scream oh, the oh, I'll have to let you do a super cut I found on the internet of just Luger, <laughs> Luger selling. Are you serious? Ha! Ha! That is ah! amazing. I need to find it. Yes, I will link it to you. I'll even post it on our Please on our do. page. Luger supercut of Luger selling. It is you can't unhear it. Once <laughs> you once you realize it, you now you hear it's like realizing that your friend, that possibly one of our good friends, every time they act, they have a tick. Where they, <laughs> they and now you can't unsee you can't it unsee every it. time. Yeah. So so it's one of those types of situations where now you can't unhear it. But but Luger He's awful. Mike today looks legitimately sick. Like he looks like he's got eye. Like sh- his shadows are so deep on his circles, on his eyes, that he looks like he's been. He's like he's been fighting something off for days. He's the, the WCW hotline room is like a basement. Actually, he's the master. <laughs> he's the guy in charge of the Dungeon of Doom. Seek uh, low play. <laughs> so we go back to the announcers yes. and they recap and plug the fucking monster trucks again. I can't believe we're three episodes into the podcast. We haven't got to the goddamn monster trucks yet. Uh, and I'm actually looking forward to it getting over with so we can stop talking about it. They recap the Hogan Giant feud. It really isn't much. Uh, I'll just say before they get into it that Heenan calls Hulk Hogan absolute scum and implies that he should be murdered and his lifeless body pinned for the championship. 
Heenan says he should be he should be thrown off the roof, as Heenan says ninety five times. The roof, the roof is on fire. Uh, he don't need no water. Mm. Let Hulk Hogan burn. Then you drag burn. Hogan's body in the ring and then pin him, mm. which is a sharp contrast to Heenan's attitude later. Yeah, exactly. But here we go. The giant debuts with the back with his back turned to the camera because that's WCW. Right. Then choke slams Hulk Hogan off screen because it's WCW. Then he runs over Hulk Hogan's motorcycle in a monster truck. Then he breaks Hulk Hogan's neck, and that explains the very Vince McMahon steroid trial neck brace. Sullivan, while in drag, shaves Hulk Hogan's mustache because why not? It's WCW. And the promo video ends with the reveal that the Yeti is coming. Yeah, whatever the fuck that means. I mean, uh, my main takeaway, though, from the first time since his his motorcycle promo and seeing Hogan here and a lot of this this, this buildup, it's 95, the steroid trial's over, and he's back on the gas again. Because he's way different than last year's oh, Bash at the 94 beach. Hogan is, is, is much smaller than 95 Hogan. Yeah. Like, it's noticeable. Oh, yeah. Real noticeable. So, yeah. So, we get to that bad boy. Um, The announcers, uh, they... Announcers are back again, but Tony's out. Bischoff's in. Bischoff makes an appearance, man. And he's with some old white dude that apparently built Hulk Hogan's truck. I find yeah. I come to find out he built the Bigfoot truck from Monster Truck Did fame it? in the 90s. Yeah. That's cool. Which is when the only Monster Trucks is such an American thing. To, like, you ever go to a Monster Truck rally? No. I went to one. Sounds loud. I bet it was really uh, loud. I, I remember, I'll never forget, I was little. Like, little kid little. Mm-hmm. Like, um, elementary school, young little guy. And I want it so badly because I would see those commercials all the time. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, it looked cool, like it looked looked interesting. So I asked my dad several, 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 several times, and he finally was like, right. Sunday, 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 Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, <laughs> but not Saturday. Saturday's the day of rest. <laughs> it's the Sabbath for Black Sabbath to do Monster Truck. Yeah. So I remember being so excited. We went to the Civic Arena. Uh, and back when it was a, there was a thing, it was a, it was up, it was around. Yeah. Uh, and we went, and I will tell you that shit's loud. <laughs> it sounds like it would be loud. And I remember not enjoying myself. Ugh. And I think my dad did not enjoy himself, but because I wanted to go, he he took me. And I, I don't think we stayed for the entire fucking thing. Like it was just, it was actually kind of fucking boring. Yeah, it's a bunch of people driving. The commercials like make yeah. it seem so much more exciting than it That's actually. That's the commercials' is. jobs, though. Yeah, like Bigfoot was there. Was it Godzilla? I mean, no disrespect to to anyone who enjoys monster trucks, but I'm about to disrespect you. <laughs> what it is is you're paying a lot of money to watch a bunch of rednecks live out their dream by driving over shit in an arena while they're all hopped up on Mountain Dew, Red Bull, and meth. <laughs> okay? That's what it is in front of other rednecks. And I mean that as absolutely respectfully as I can be. But that being said, if if you're the kind of person who goes to monster trucks like and uh, isn't aware of that, I, I really I don't know what else to say to you. Like I, the I do have active memory. The only thing that was actually pretty cool, I remember is watching some of the trucks do like the jumps. Yeah. There's some big ass vehicles oh, making so, those jumps. I mean that would be cool for it was like cool. a minute or two. That's what I mean. Like it was yeah. it was boring, but like those moments were like, wow, look, look at that. As that's pretty awesome. And as a little Spectacle. kid, you like seeing like big trucks and. The, the, but there was no, you know, the commercials they always show like, oh, there's gonna be the Roboto one who bleed, breathes yes. fire. The fucker didn't show up. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> coming here, it's the five story trifecta truck in Ohio. 
<laughs> Coming not, not to the New Hampshire Civic Center because he's based out of New Hampshire. Yeah, exactly. And five story truck can't travel. So I have intimate experience with monster truck. So you're, truck you're a monster truck vet. I am a vet as, as close yeah. as you can get. So, but though, in like, this room, is there any? <laughs> you're the old timer in this room for the monster truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but is there anything more mid 90s WCW than trying to hook your pay per view around monster trucks? It is peak absurdity. Yes. But guess what? It's time for the fucking monster trucks. And it's so, mercifully five minutes long. We only have four or five segments left in the show. Uh, but they Wait, start we have out, that many? So, <laughs> we do. So they start out the monster truck thing. Uh, so first of all, before we get to the actual thing, Heenan, they bring out the old dude that build, apparently built Hogan's car. Yeah. And Heenan starts asking actual driving stats. What? How tall are the tires? Yeah, he does. And, and Bischoff and this guy are just trying to put over how immensely powerful the Hulkster's car is, the Hulkster's truck. And Heenan's like, how, how, how much do one of these things weigh? What's the torque on this thing? How heavy are the tires? What's the average horsepower? But dude was answering questions. And he was. And Heenan's like, so so you're talking 30,000. You know, he starts doing the math. Heenan's trying to use someone who doesn't. He's building it for someone who doesn't give a shit about monster trucks. You're like, look at the power. Are you, are you talking about a Chevy engine, alcohol, rever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, no. It's like, Heenan's like, how big is it? <laughs> how big are the tires? How heavy is it? How many horsepower does it have? That's impressive. You can move on now. And it's like, <laughs> and like, I, he was in rare form he that night. He showed up to work tonight, man. He must have got Cause, a bonus. Because he was because <laughs> he was worried about his friend's son. He was. Which we'll get. We'll get. Yeah. We'll get. Yeah. We'll get. We'll get there. Yeah. So it's monster truck time. We cut to the roof. Uh, and they start on the roof by arguing about the rules. It's like you were already up there earlier, you twats. You couldn't <laughs> fucking figure it out. Like, you could, this is all we have to see this. So some dude with the most Alabama mullet, and I say it's the most Alabama mullet because we didn't get to see Bobby Eaton on the show. So. Motherfuckers. I, I say, I'm How sure dare it's you. probably the second one. That tag match should have been the main event. My God, that should have been fucking on this show. I'm, I'm never going to get over it. For the tag straps. Uh, he explains the rules in an accent that was a little too hard for me to understand. But Bischoff, luckily, sums it up. Uh, that all you got to do is get both axles. On the outside of the ring, like there's two yeah. random explosions somewhere in the in, in the area there. Yeah, uh, and that's all it is. And they're going to be welded together yeah. instead of chains. Uh so and yeah, the set does look impressive though. Like I got that as a note. It did look kind of cool. I the, mean, yeah, the helicopter shot with all of the cascading construction lights. How much money do they waste on this shit? Seriously, it's WCW. Like I know that like Turner cuts the, writes the fucking check, but golly man, how much money? A Hogan, helicopter? Hogan just that shit ain't cheap. Hogan just like you know what, brother? I want to I want to drive a monster truck on the roof. First of all, look, Noah, it ain't no Fuck fucking it. way he was driving that shit. No, there's no way either of them were driving that shit. No, no way. I no, refuse to forth. believe that yeah. he was. Yeah, back and forth, not that, on the that roof. That footage of him like. That shit wasn't no, no. They did that back and forth for like two seconds, mm-hmm. and then they had the actual people drive the. There's truck. no way he had any he had any experience or any like that wasn't him on that no at all. No, they just had the giant. Brother. Yeah, they just had the giant jump out of it. That's why they shot him the night before. Yeah. So, I want to appear badass enough. Oh, dude, this are really gonna sell some pasta mania bowls. God, some bowl of mania. Shit. Some meatball of mania. So anyway, mercifully, this is the whole reason we're here, though. <laughs> Unfortunately, mercifully. 
the monster truck thing is over and big fucking surprise absolutely nobody in history your big giant man debuting here at Halloween Havoc right. loses his to first Hulk contest Hogan. to Hulk Hogan in a monster truck sumo match cuz fucking why not yeah. which decides nothing which absolutely has no importance there's no real reason at all you, like like think about this like even if they're like we just it's just for pride then you can monster truck on the ground. Dude, you, like, right? you, like, you imagine this, Hogan, I don't like you. I don't like what you did to my dad. I'm going to break your neck several times. All right, let me tell you something, brother. I'm tired of all this, and I feel the whole comedians inside of me, brother. I feel the whole comedians inside of me. <laughs> you got into a place for a second. Keep going, keep going. And I know what I got to do. I know what Hulkamania is pushing me to do. The prayers of vitamins. Saying your prayers the whole nine yards, brother. This is what we're going to do, man. I'm going to fight you for the World Heavyweight title. But before we do that, brother, we're going to fight in monster trucks. <laughs> you can't get there. <laughs> for, for why? But for why? The 24-inch pythons are going to bring up 84-inch wheels, yeah. brother. I don't know. Like, what? where's the logic in this? No, there's, there's no logic because it's like, even if they're like, all right, listen, uh, there's, there's two ways. It's either one of the guy's ideas, one of, either Hogan or the Giants idea, uh-huh. or it's the promotion's idea, right? In yeah. kayfabe, purely yeah. kayfabe, right? So kayfabe, it's Hogan's idea. I'm going to show you that not only am I going to knock your giant down to size, but as me as a machine, it's going to be you as a machine. It's stupid. And the giant, why would he, he's trying to kill Hulk Hogan. Why would he get in a monster truck to do it? And then why couldn't this happen? On the ground. Yeah. That's the whole point. Because nobody is like, fuck, yeah, let's let's go through the expense about craning monster trucks to a roof. <laughs> that they're definitely not going to fall off of. <laughs> on top of a very old arena. Yeah. In broad, open area for anyone to see that is clearly not happening at the same time this show is happening. Right. Let's do that. Or let's film it off-site into a segment because this has nothing to do with the wrestling pay-per-view. Right. So no fucking Hogan wins. He pushes the. Uh, there was a little weak ass fireworks explosion on at least once, uh, and Hogan pushes his, his truck, the, the both axles off uh, the out of bounds area. He pushes so, the giant out. But then, giant, understandably upset about this, goes to physically assault Hulk Hogan, which makes more sense. And Hogan starts backing up. Yep. To the edge of the building. Yes, and uh, he they kind of like s- struggle onto the edge. Giant. For whatever reason. Yeah. Oh, no. It's a very terrible movie villain thing. Hogan's trying to get away. Giant grabs him by the neck and lifts him onto the edge. That's right. And then he steps up onto the ledge while still choking Hulk Hogan. Even though he could have reached Hulk Hogan from the ground. Yeah, because he's tall as shit. Yeah, he steps up on there. And then uh, I, I, I don't think Hogan even throws a punch. He just kind of shoves thro- him away. He throws his hands off. Yeah, he There's does that. The, big... That's the SmackDown <gasps> reversal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, from like 1999. And... Uh, uh, Big Show, or the Giant. Yeah, by the way, the Giant is the Big Show, if you're the only person listening to this who doesn't know. Keep yeah. going. He falls off the building. Hogan, who sees this happen, panic. I like how Hogan goes to grab him. I, that's actually, I, the only compliment I have for this whole segment is that it's well-timed that Hogan like pushes him off and falls down to try to get his bearings, right? And manages to catch the giant falling in time to try to reach for him like a baby face. Yeah. It was actually, it looked good. I'm it sure did this look is, good, but it's sort it's, of it's like... It's probably uh, like the ninth time they did it. This is right? an eye roll. Yeah. 
I was totally, totally crazy. But here's, look. They murdered the giant. So there's, yeah, so there's like some wrestling logic that does not exist here because Hogan, and granted it's at night, but there are lights around. There's camera crew, the whole nine yards. He watches the giant fall off the building. He does. He sees it. Hogan looks over the edge. Watches something. And he oh, looks God. In terror and horror what he just witnessed. You gotta get help. He's screaming for help and he runs off screaming for help assuming that he saw something horrific. Yeah, and he almost says it later. Spoiler alert. But he almost says, brother, when I looked down and the last time I saw the giant and then, you know, then we'll, we'll get to it in here in a second. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so that would tell me, the audience, the consumer, he dead. that he's either dead or Incredibly, you know, debilitated. Very, very quickly dying. Uh, quickly dying, yes. However, anyhow, that's, so, well, let's get to the next match. So, no, it's not the next match. We still have... Yeah, 50, the next match is... Uh, yeah, but we have 10 minutes of the announcers reacting to this first. Fuck. Yeah, there's that. So, we cut back to Bischoff. Everyone's like, oh, no, during the commentary. And, and Heenan doesn't know what to do. And they cut back, and Heenan's hands, head is in his hands. And Bischoff's like, uh... And he started to this. They're totally playing this like a shoot. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. the giant is dead, and they're trying to. Oh, we don't know what we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's what's supposed to happen, and we don't know what's going on. And uh, and he's like, "What side of the building did he fall on?" Yeah, and he Bish- was. Bischoff he was said, one thinking logically. Yeah, and Bischoff said a cold line. He's like, "Well, one side's the parking lot. One side's the, like, what doesn't even matter? Like he's dead either way, Bobby. Get over it." Uh, and it's it's cold, and Bischoff plays it well, and everyone's played it well at first. And that old guy still just sitting there in the middle. He's like, oh, like, oh what am I doing shit. here? I should have lived. <laughs> yeah. I should have sat here and watched this whole segment go down. Yeah. Uh, but I love it because everybody is no selling it, kind of. But Bobby Heenan is so torn up over this. Well, Bischoff is selling it like he's, he's you could tell he's like scrambling, like what to do. Because he's in charge. Yes. And- so he's like, I got to go. We're going to bring Tony in. And he gets up, and Tony comes in, and he runs out, off. Uh, and then, you know, uh, uh, Tony's like, listen, fans, I'm told, we got to go to the next match. <laughs> just like that. So Heenan's, like, literally, like, his blood pressure is all over the place. He just watched the guy die. Heenan's the only one reacting logically. And he's like, so... So we've been talking all night about Macho Man Alex Luger. And Heenan does such an amazing job at getting the narrative back to, but what about the giant? What yeah. about the giant? And he kept, he, at one point he says, I, you know, I'm, I'm close with his father. Like, I, you know, I, I'm close with this. This is, this is a, such an important thing. Like, and he's like, well, how does no one know? How does no one know what's going on? How does nobody know? And they're across Walker the street. Just send somebody across the street. Like, it, it, it was like, well, it, he's not wrong. No. <laughs> he's not wrong at all. And uh, I, you start feeling the anxiety that Bobby yeah. Heenan's portraying. Like, yeah. This was, listen, this is Bobby Heenan's swan song. In kayfabe, yeah, that it would make sense. But really, Heenan, I don't know if Bobby Heenan worked harder than this at any other point in the rest of his career, I'd be really surprised. I don't think, I think he, that was it. This is his cap out. He actually says a line later in here, like, you'll never see another light like this in the history of wrestling. It's like, don't threaten me with a good time, Bobby. <laughs> but you are the thing I'm going to miss yeah. about this whole thing. So so po- uh, so here's my uh, my rating on the monster truck was zero fucks given. Yeah, uh, match, that, that match. Yeah, until until he fucking murders him. Um, and how funny is it after all the announcements going back and forth, the first person we see after a fucking murder on pay-per-view 
is Lex Luger. Oh my god. That's not the announcement. <coughs> yeah. Luger, yeah, yeah. Luger yeah, yeah. comes out uh into and it's Luger versus Savage. Yeah. And in classic WCW during Hogan's era fashion, any heat from this match is completely overshadowed by the fact that they just fucking killed a guy. Yeah. Yeah. The match lasts about five minutes and 23 seconds, thank God. Um, and look, it, it is a surprisingly short match. Uh, it's just, it's just a, a further vehicle for some reason. This whole storyline is fucked. Like, why would Sullivan want him to be in this match for only it not to go well for no real reason? There's no kayfabe reason to have Luger fight twice. No. If he's going to eventually turn the way he's going to turn in about five minutes. None of this lines up. None of it lines up. It's just some sort of way to kill time. Uh, So, a couple of things. Heenan is actually pretending to cry at certain points, talking about how this is all Hogan's fault. How Hogan is an awful guy, and this, none of this would have happened if Hogan, Hulk Hogan hadn't been Hulk Hogan. Right. And I, I Which is kind of true. It's absolutely <laughs> true. Uh, Tony reacting to the news. During the, this is during the Luger-Savage match. says, fans, we may not have a world title match. <laughs> you fucking think? <laughs> Man fell off a building. They just killed the guy. The world champion just accidentally murdered the challenger. I'm pretty sure the world championship match is off. Okay. Moving okay. along. Dropping shit. It's okay. No big deal. It's a bottle cap. Yep. Moving along. So, both of them, the fans still pop for Savage. Yep. But uh, he literally rolls his eyes during his entrance. Does he? He literally does. And I'll tell you, in the post-match recap, him rolling his eyes is the last shot they show in that post-Bobby Heenan really? recap. So, he really rolls his eyes really hard. Really, really hard. Uh, you can tell both guys are pissed about this. Like, their body language, for having to be out here after this whole thing, when everyone doesn't care, that's why I don't think anyone really tries wow. at all. Because you can just tell with their body language, like, what the fuck, why am I out here? Go through the motions, man. Why the fuck am I out and, here? And, you know, in the commentary, absolutely talks, they literally, they absolutely don't even cover the match. No. Very little are they paying it. No. They'll get it. Somebody just died. I get it. Yeah. But then don't have the match, right? No, right, yeah. Luger tries to shake hands. Savage says, fuck you. And Tony Schiavone basically says that. Savage is like, get out of here, pal. That's, like, that's what he said, all yeah, right. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's fine. And then they're back to the near murder that just happened on live pay-per-view. Jimmy Hart comes outside for out to the ring for some reason. Spoiler alert. It actually becomes a le- barely more important than for no reason. Mm-hmm. And they keep putting over the giant dying. Uh, Luger gets heat, and Savage is doing what he can, but uh, he knows that no one cares, and they really should care for this match. Yeah. But nobody cares. Because, it's not because this match had no possibility for heat. It's where they put it. If this match happens in the segment before the monster truck, and then you take Jerry Lynn and Sabu, or Hawk and uh, Kurosawa, mm-hmm. and you put them in this match... Nothing gained, nothing lost. Right. They would react the same way. But what you did is you ruined Randy Savage versus Lex Luger. You Which ruined, is a big match. You ruined a, a Randy Savage match yeah. somehow. Which shouldn't be possible, but you did it. WCW will WCW. They always will. So uh, Luger goes to blatantly cheat. He's just giving up the tweener thing and going full in the heat. Yep. He's got his feet on the ropes. Uh, J- Jimmy Hart distracts him, the ref, so Luger can't get the cheat pin. Uh, then Luger gets collided with Hart, and Savage drops a random elbow and pins him. Such a weird... Again, soft finish. 
That's a, but it doesn't make any sense. Because why would Jimmy Hart prevent Luger from winning while Luger was cheating? Jimmy Hart's still babyface mm-hmm. at this point. He hasn't turned heel yet again. Not yet. So why would the babyface... <laughs> none of this makes sense, man. None of this lines just, up. None of it makes sense in kayfabe either way. And usually in storytelling, A leads to B, B leads to C. In this case, A leads to get the fuck out. Yeah. A leads to three. Yeah, it's a three. And it doesn't line up. Nothing. No. No character is doing things that. Like that whole Jimmy Hart thing. I don't fucking know what I would even. Why was he even out there, right? If, if, as, a, as an audience member, why is he even out there then? Now, why? Now, obviously, we see where this goes, but yeah. even still, with those actions, it don't, they make, don't line not, up. Nothing makes sense. Nothing it's like they, made, it's like they changed their mind 10 minutes nothing, before it happened. Nothing makes sense. Uh, I give this, uh, this star a half a dead giant out of five. Jesus. And the only reason it got half a point is because Savage is in it. And I, 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 I will not give them a segment with the Macho Man. Zero. I will not do it. He was too fucking good, even on his worst day. Yeah. He's better than a zero on his worst day. So so we are here. Uh, more murder announcers. Tony says Michael Buffer's coming after spending another 10, 15 minutes. Which I just can't help but think that every time we spent 10 minutes on the announcers, I could have got my Arn and my uh, D. Malenko, Chris Benoit, and the Blue Bloods match. Oh, man. The amount of show. like promos, backstage seg- segments, they could have cut down to just one or two maximum. And got that match and in got 15 minutes. And got that match in. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to find out Michael Buffer is coming down. And Heenan is still freaking out because a man is dead. And no one seems to care. <laughs> then Heenan decides, I'm leaving. Uh, I got to go check on this myself. And Tony starts being a dick. He's like, go. Good go. for it. Go. It's best that you have a meal all night. It's like, fuck you. Why don't you care? Like, who's the heel? Who's the face here, man? Who's doing this thing? Uh, no one knows what's happening. And, and Heenan is being the only reasonable fucking person in the entire building. Uh, he puts the giant over as Andre's son. Yeah, and, his friend's son. And he immediately legitimizes it. He does. He does. It's like it's when I remember it's like oh the son of is the giants is Andre's son. It sounds stupid, but then you hear Bobby Heenan, Andre's manager, mm-hmm. talk about it, mm-hmm. and you're like oh yep. why didn't I know about that? Because that makes that fucking ties it down. Son <sighs> of a giant. And then Michael Buffer comes out, and he says, "Fans, this is the WCW Heavyweight Championship match," and starts to introduce the giant. And then fucking Hulk Hogan comes out. Yep. And Hogan is all Hogan is all somber. Mm-hmm. He actually tells people to calm down. Buffer even like does the hand gestures to calm down. And he's like, "Listen, guys, based on what I saw, based on the last position that I saw the giant in, he doesn't even get more than three sentences out." And this whole big somber black Hulk Hogan kind of an outfit, yeah. early Hollywood Hogan, when the giant comes out, totally. Fine. Unharmed in a singlet. He's not even fucking wet. No, he's not wet. He's not <laughs> bruised. He's just fine. And the announcers are like, oh my... No, Tony Schiavone's like, he must be superhuman. Oh, shut the fuck <laughs> up, Tony Schiavone. How could any Look, man survive that? He fell... Fu- I understand he was doing a job, but get the fuck out of here. And Bobby Heenan's like, he found five stories. Nobody could survive that. There's you're something right, going on Bobby, here. Bobby, you're fucking right. It's called wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> it's called fucking wrestling, Bobby. You're fucking not wrong. So when you paint yourself in a corner, because like in 1992 when Heenan was talking about the Undertaker, 
Okay, that urn so has some sort of power over him, and he seems to feel no pain. Right. You, you're giving yourself a little out. Oh, he seems to feel no pain. It's the urn that has some sort of weird faux pas. You're like, no, we're chucking a motherfucker off a five-story building. Yeah. And now he's fine. He didn't say, no, no, I'm not doing that. It was the power of the Dungeon of Doom you, and the Master. You just made me spend an hour crying about him on national TV. So the giant is back from the fucking dead. Heenan is absolutely fucking checking out of this. Dude, just like I did. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, listen, at this point, I, like I said, I sat this the whole way through. At, by this point, I wrote probably like three or four things down because I was in a fucking fever dream. <laughs> right? I had all of WCW Halloween Havoc you could I could handle. ever fucking handle. And I don't remember much about it. I remember the finish and that's it. Everything else is like a fucking nightmare. It is It is a fever dream is the best way to describe it. It is like a paint-by-numbers Hogan match. He tries to slam a guy. He can't no, fucking slam no, him. Before that, though, this is where the match is really interesting to me. This is the only really okay. interesting thing. Giant comes out back from the fucking dead. Right. Was Kevin Sullivan. Right. Gets in the ring. Hogan dips out of the ring. Mm-hmm. And proceeds to be a chicken shit heel where the Giant's reaching for him and Hogan won't get in the ring. So you have a guy... That Hogan just threw off a building. And now the guy comes back from the dead, and Hogan's afraid to fight him. I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> the Giant's the baby face here in this match at the beginning, and Hogan's I, the yeah. shit heel. I mean, listen. Now, if you fought a guy on top of a roof who was like seven feet tall, and he fell off of the roof, and you saw him hit the ground or the water, and you're like, oh shit, I'm going to call the police. You call the police. And then he shows up four hours later. Let's say, for example, yeah. to fight you without well, a scratch on him. You're telling me you'd stay in that room or you get the you jump out the fucking window. Oh no. Uh I mean, if we're gonna be real, if I was Hulk Hogan in that kayfabe situation, having been in the exact same situation, being rich and famous enough to have a monster truck fight on the roof, <laughs> and then when the guy falls off the roof, I'm not immediately in handcuffs. I'm not going back to the building. I'm going to a non-extraditional country. That <laughs> <laughs> well played. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's yeah. All right, brothers. Here's the belt. Here you go, FedEx. I'm I'm going to not Cuba. I'm going somewhere. I'm not telling you, man. Call me Jose Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's gone because that has to be what it is. What's 24 inches in the metric system? I don't ask me. <laughs> Whole bunch of centimeters. <laughs> I just got an, a vision of like a really British man. Like giving really detailed units of measurement into his biceps. When you come in here and you go with the 614 s- centimeter pythons, the pythons. <laughs> it's, it's not pythons. Oh boy. Pythons. <laughs> pythons. I will throw <laughs> you like an orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking David Attenborough. Oh my God. The mighty Hulk Hogan calls the <laughs> He mates with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, he did. Uh-oh, Hulk. You've been caught on video. Big time. <laughs> like, brother, you've been punked. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be backpedaling for the next rest of your life. What's well, one backpedal after another? Right, for the rest of time for mm-hmm. you, pal. But to be, to, to be continued in the Hulk Hogan episode. Because, because there will be. Oh, there absolutely has to be. So, trying to get to this thing. So, um... Then Hogan takes off his bandana after finally getting the, the, the thing. And he's wearing the Kevin Sullivan fucking unibrow beetle face paint on his head. Why? 
I don't know if he felt that being closer to the dark arts would make a difference. That's what <laughs> Tony was trying to say is by shaving, uh, by wearing all black, Hogan is slowly becoming Kevin Sullivan, which means his fucking face paint. Yes. They have the same hairstyle, so. Oh my God. It's just, I just can't like, somebody th- signed off on all this. This is, this is the whole fucking so thing. So if I could say, if I could sum up this pay-per-view in one sentence. Yeah. This is WCW Halloween Havoc 1995. Sounded really good on paper. That's it. Everything sounded good on paper until they fucking did it. I'm going to do you one better. It sounded really good on paper, but that paper was a napkin and it was written in crayon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's no way. So much of this stuff, like, oh, as you're, like, writing this out with the creative team, like, okay, we can make this one. It's not like, and then and, and, and he throws, it falls off. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, I watched, I watched The Rock knock Steve Austin off a fucking bridge in Boston, where the fuck yeah. they were. And it was cool when he did it. So badass. However, when the giant falls off a five-story building, it's not the same. Yeah, they murder. And, it's you know, if, like... Jim Ross didn't act like... Can you imagine Jim Ross commentating that? Oh, my God. So, Jim Ross didn't act like Austin was dead for the rest of the night. He's like, he's in serious trouble. We're going to have to find Stone Cold. Anyway, titties. And then we move on. <laughs> anyway, puppies! T- J- Heenan didn't have anything else to do for the rest of the night. He's just nailing that down. So, Hogan gets in the match. It is a blueprint Hogan match, except there's one word that's going to appear a lot here. It's bear hug. Giant slaps on a bear hug. Hogan eventually fights out of it. Giant cuts him off. Bear hug again. Hogan yeah. fights out of it. Giant hits the choke slam. No, this is 95, guys. Not a lot of choke slams in wrestling. It's still a pretty big move. Right. Uh, he drops to Hogan with a choke slam. Hogan, one, two. What the fuck happens? He fucking hulks up out of one of the new most par- powerful things in wrestling. Uh, Hogan hits the boot. Can't seem to get him down. Takes him outside. There's a whole bunch. And now Hogan's on the offense. Giant. Giant, though, didn't get the memo. Starts bumping. <laughs> Starts bumping. Didn't get the memo. Starts bumping on the outside of the ring. Bumps over the top. Falls down. Gets. Let's Hogan just toss him in the ring like he's nothing. Mm-hmm. Gets up. Hogan slams him. Mm-hmm. And he goes for the big leg drop. And at that point, he hits it. And then Jimmy Hart hits the ref and turns. Oh, Turn God. number one. Hogan can't believe it. Well, he didn't know at first. He didn't know at first, yeah. It's hard to, and Jimmy's trying to, and then Hogan goes like he's going to do it again, and then Jimmy blasts him with the Dude, belt. Even the fucking turn was fucking awkward. Yeah, weird. Like, I don't, I, nobody knows how to pay anything. And then the cat wouldn't even fucking catch it. Nope. WCW, I'm telling you. I'm te- no they, shit. They just lit, it's like no one knows what's happening. No one's a commun- No one's communicating with each other. Keep it wide. We'll get something. Well, fuck. <laughs> we'll get something. Keep it wide. That's right. Uh, so anyway, Hogan catches Jimmy Hart being a shitty person. And then the Giants back up. There's a moment. I wish you could see it. It's not worth pulling up just to show you. But when when Jimmy is, hits the ref for the first time and Hogan doesn't see it, Jimmy gets in there. He's like, I don't know what happened, Hulk. I don't know, baby. I don't know what's happening here. I don't know what's going on. Giant is laying out. Like, he's sprawled out. Like He took the fucking biggest leg drop ever. Yeah. And then Hogan... And then Giant, while well, Hogan's like trying to like work out with Jimmy Hart what's going on, Giant like picks his head up blatantly, clear as day. No selling <laughs> it looks. And then, oh, lays back down like he's supposed to be out. That's what happens when you're green as shit. 
And then he waits for the, the, the Jimmy Hart spot that he hits Hogan with the belt. Hogan catches Jimmy Hart. He's going to pummel Jimmy Hart. Turns around into a nut. Hulk Hogan just dropped a leg on you. The WCW World Championship is laying next to you. You're a giant man. Mm-hmm. One good blow will end all this. You stand up. You see Hulk Hogan there, defenseless, his back turned to you. Do you pick up the belt and hit him? Do you grab him by the neck and break it again, as you've done a bunch of times? He turns around. No. You slap him in another fucking bear hug. Ugh. But this time, knowing what we know now, it's the most faithful bear hug. <laughs> in the history of wrestling. Yes. Because, first of all, I have a note here. I gotta call out the slightly gay shit that happens earlier than this, okay? There's like two different moments in Bear Hugs earlier where there's like a clear-cut moment where Hogan and Giant are like rubbing up against each other and Giant, because he's so green, is just smiling over what he's doing <laughs> and it just comes off real... Hogan's like, oh! And Giant's like, ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> And that bear hug, and he's got that upward motion. Yeah. But then it comes back, so then Giant is grabbing him and just starts fucking humping Hulk Hogan. Yeah. That's, it is, it's happening. It's, it's, but we're not there yet. It's not even, it's not even the bad spot yet. Because then it happens. (coughs) Yeah, as you were. No, you, you, I I have to, I have to, I have to hand this to you. I have to. Um... So, like, this stuff you see in life that, like, it, like, the actual horror of it uh, is unspeakable. It's unknowable. It scars you. It's like Cthulhu level of shit. Where, yeah. like, you see it and it changes you as a human being. Definitely an outer horrors type of thing. Yeah. That's, there you go. Um, watching uh, the Yeti, uh, the who is not an abominable snowman, but a fucking mummy. Yeah. Uh, WCW. Yeah. Get in the fucking ring. And proceed to bear hug the other side of Hulk Hogan, <laughs> creating a, a man muscle sandwich. <laughs> and proceeds to hump. Uh, they fucking pummel Hogan. Oh, he's pummeling him all right. <laughs> they fucking dry hump Hulk Hogan. He's being dry humped from one and end he, and he dry humped from the other. He doesn't know what to do. So Hulk Hogan. <laughs> fucking getting pummeled. My two seven foot men fucking having her way with him. It was. It's so fitting. Wait, it's so fitting for fucking Hulk Hogan, in the master manipulator that he is, to have book himself in a situation where he's gonna lose this match by DQ without ever getting pinned. Mm-hmm. Still looking super strong, and it takes the whole world turning on him to do this. And that he's, he's, I've got it. I've got a new, I've got a new hot heel to work with. I've got the debuting hot heel. I'm going to feed me and a couple pay-per-view buys. It'll be great. Big money. And all I got to do is have them bear hug me. And then, Double I wanna bear know, hug. I, I, I want to know with all my heart, if there was a moment in the middle of that ring when Hogan felt both of those men pressing up against him. <laughs> I wonder if it felt like it was money to him or not then. Dressing, thinking, oh, we, I wonder if he's like, we got her, brother. I feel confident he didn't. No, did he think he fucking knew what he did? <laughs> you reap what you sow, motherfucker. He, and you got dry hummed by two very large men. By two very large men for a large period of time. Way longer than it needed to last. It went so long. It got uncomfortable. Like, and, 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 and here's the like, Hogan's gonna sell this shit. He can't no sell it. No, 
because this is this is all his money. He's and I, and I, if he gets up from it now, he just got dry hump with no payoff. But and we all know that there's no money in that. There's no money in that. <laughs> you you dry can't get dry humped and not sell no. it. So then Luger and Savage come out to save Hogan from what I can only describe as like a pseudo deliverance that pawn store from Pulp Fiction kind of situation yeah. Hogan's got going on. It, Hogan was really close to getting a gag. And then in the truest fashion ever, they go for the the, the quote unquote Savage goes right after the giant yeah. and Jimmy Hart and Luger turns on him yep. and they miss it. They don't even get it. <laughs> it's WCW, it's man. like 30 seconds later and they cut back and Luger's got the boots in and the announcer's like, oh, wait, hey, hey, what's that? What's happening here, folks? Fuck. Jesus Christ. And, and then, so the, the worst part of so then Luger picks up Hogan and racks him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is the only logical thing that makes sense. And then I got mad. Then the giant. Then he got mad. Then, <laughs> this whole time I was pissed and laughing. But then they go out of their way to pick up Savage and try to dry hump Sandwich the Macho Man. <laughs> I feel like, wait, this is me though. Like, and Savage didn't let it happen. It lasted like a second, and then Savage is out of it. But this is my opinion. I think Hogan knew what was happening to him, and he knew how it was going to be. And while he was on the ground selling this, he's like, do it to Savage too. Get him too. I can't be the only one. I don't know about this one, brother. Mm. <laughs> I don't know about this one, man. I don't even know if that's gonna work for me, brother. Since stroke your Fu Manchu. <laughs> Fuck, dude. And then the WCW pay per view goes off the air, or at least the the segment in the ring happens with the giant holding the championship belt. Mm-hmm. These heels that doesn't make any sense that they're all together. Why is, why is Luger now heel now? Like and what? What? And where's Meng? Fuck. I, good right. Lord knows. Fighting a dragon somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> doing something. Probably like taking everyone in the arena and trying to leave her early out. Just like, lined up. He's trying to find that golden together. corral. While Giant has the belt and Michael Buffers is shouting, the Giant wins by DQ, but the belt can't change hands by disqualification. And he's saying it over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's how the pay-per-view goes off the air. That's such a fucking mess. The next night, Jimmy Hart cuts a promo explaining that he put a clause in Hulk Hogan's match contract that in the event that Hulk Hogan gets disqualified, he would lose the world championship. So they crowned the giant, the world champion, that night on Nitro. He's champion for a week. Man, that's some bullshit. I'll keep going. Yeah, please do. I'm curious about that. Because I, I don't know anything beyond that. So they, they give the Giant the belt when mm-hmm. they could have just given it to him the night before. Right. Give it to him on Nitro. It, the decision stands until the next Nitro where they take it off him. They strip him of it. They realize, no, it's not ethical. We can't have that happen. It's going to be put up as the prize in the World War III 60-man three-ring battle royal. A giant in each ring. That match is one... By the Macho Man Randy Savage, not Hogan, and not the Giant. Mm. Wow, I didn't know that. All this builds up. Hogan's upset, by the way, at World War Three that he doesn't win. He winches. He does like a Royal Rumble '92 about never really being properly eliminated, mm. etc. This all builds up to the first ever 
triple cage match in WCW. I think it's the second one, but it's the Triple Tower of Doom, where it will be Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage against 22 people. Oh. But why? Because. If I had even a joke to say there. (laughs) That was the joke. That's that's where the storyline is going. It's going to culminate in Hogan and Savage beating the entire heel roster up. It's going to be the Dungeon of Doom. It's going to be the Horsemen. It's going to be the new Faces of Fear. Ah, Faces of Fear. The Faces of Fear. It's going to be Zeus from No Holds Barred. There's somebody else. I think it's Max Muscle or somebody under a new gimmick. 22 Sure, it's not Brutus. People. Brutus isn't that match. He's in the Dungeon of Doom. 22 people against Hogan and Savage. Do you need me to tell you who wins that match? I assume Hogan does. Yes. Hogan wins that match. Um, that's 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 Hogan. Um, yeah. So in that's cl- the payoff where this thing is going. In closing, this show sucked. Um, uh, yeah, I loved going through a wrestling show match by match. I don't, I don't get this. I don't understand how we do this. Our first wrestling show, we talked about a single moment in wrestling. Yes. And it took two episodes. Yeah. (laughs) Our second wrestling show, we talked about two whole... We talked about an entire pay-per-view. It took one episode. Yeah. We talked about one show. We've been doing this for three and a half fucking hours now. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we need an editor or something to tell us what we're not allowed to talk about with wrestling. Uh, everything. Because here's the thing. The, here, look, we cover a lot of interesting things. Music, movies, gaming. But I tell you what. It's a fun a One fucking thing that we can just go and talk about a lot yeah. is wrestling. Yeah. And f- fans, if you, there are any of you out there, if you see a wrestling subject coming up, expect it to go long because it almost always will the only reason i think that we have to be on a weird porch in by the ocean at 3 a.m and already drunk for it to be maybe one episode yeah honestly i think that's a really and look and i was already thinking about this I, every every wrestling episode i bring this up about Hart and austin's feud and i'm gonna keep beating this drum until we do it because I'm, I'm starting to think based on this this what we've done here three episodes we're probably gonna have to just do an anthology series of that for you we're gonna have to pick a day and record it where our wives won't expect us home all day yeah and then we'll just slowly drip it in as like a honestly like every and... every single wrestling episode will just be part eight yeah <laughs> because honestly I could we could we could take 45 minutes to talk about a single match or a raw we about what was going on and the inner workings between the Nation of Domination and, and Las Bariquas and the Hart Foundation and Austin and Legion of We will, Doom too. We Shamrock. will. It will happen. And that's just one show, right? That's not even counting like the WrestleManias and the Canadian Stampedes and all that stuff. <sighs> so I'm, I'm convinced of this. That, that whole, that's going to be like an ongoing, when we get to it, it'll be an ongoing series. How can it not be? Because it's just too damn good. We're gonna be we're, we're passionate. We didn't even like this show. No, it's I did. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life, and we still felt passionately enough about to have three episodes about it. It was it was a really awful WWE pay per view. 
And I know that most WWE reviews were not this bad. Uh, but I'm glad that we covered it. We needed to I had a good it. time. I don't know how much worse it can get. You uh, know? I mean, there's like... So, WWE lasted until like 2001. So, so the last main event, uh, I gave the rating 1.5 giant sex sandwiches out of 5. Uh, and the only reason it's a 1.5 is because they did work the psychology of the bear hug. And I will never forget the things that I saw here today. Nor should you. So, <sighs> well, here we are. So, <clears throat> so they are, uh, so the Yeti comes out, they straight fucked Hulk Hogan. Then they fucking Savage too. Bobby Heenan says, you'll never see a pay-per-view like this again. Uh, I say don't tease me. Um, but here's a couple of things. Um, what is, on a show, generally a show, Mark, I'm going to ask you this last. What's the best match on a show? Sting versus the... Oh, yeah. Oh, with oh God, for, for fuck's sake. Okay. Yeah. Yes. A million, million yeses. Yeah. Uh, what's the worst match on a show? Savage. No, no. The worst match is the first one. And I say that because it could have been infinitely better with less time. Okay. I look at it, the potential of it all. I say Jerry Lynn versus Sabu. That was a really bad match. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> that was really bad. Because they 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 decide instead of doing what they ha- could with what they had, they just tried to shove what they used to have into what they did. They have. wrestled like they were in the slot of the first match. Yeah, with a literal eighth of the time. Mm-hmm. Ugh, brutal. Uh, so then there's that. Let me ask you: Is this? This is my last question. The MVP of the night is Heenan. Can we agree on that? Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Is this the most WCW thing you've ever seen? Up till this point, yes. Yes. Um, and, but I'm sure there's some top contenders. We will, we will look, we will uh, be, we will probably un, uh, begrudgingly rather, yeah, be exposed to more WCW. Because there's a lot of old, like later WCW pay per views that are god awful towards the end. Yeah. So I'm sure that we'll this eventually is, find our way to this will be like creme fucking delight. Russo era WCW. There's a whole other animal. That we have not touched, and we will not touch, thankfully, hopefully for a while. Well, speaking when of... When we gotta start scraping the bowl. Amen. <laughs> well, as far as uh, big, thick, meaty animals that we have been untouched for a while, our next episode after this is an seldom-mentioned beast of the video game industry. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about... Sega Channel. Yes, I'm really interested in this. This uh, shit was cloud gaming before cloud yeah. gaming. This is like a the, Sega Genesis was a big deal. Uh, yeah. If you look at it now, it was a big deal then. Yes, but like looking at it now, what it was trying to do and what it did successfully, actually, when it, when it worked, and and every I guess everybody's experience was different. Mine was pretty stable most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time. So I'm really excited about talking about that. Sega Channel was badass. Yes. Uh, and we're going to be doing second channel, uh, which is super cool. And then after that, uh, we got some more episodes coming up, going on down the line. We're going to be keep on, you know. We hope. Thank you so much so far for listening with us. Yeah, uh, we through. will be in the in the process. Hopefully, of, uh, starting a Twitter for any of you guys. Very shortly. Or Check it out. It should be out by now. Follow yeah. us. Uh, Got to get that figured out and set up. Uh, we'll be shouting out the 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 actual Twitter handle once I get it figured out totally. Yeah. Uh, check out for some new clips, shorter versions. You may notice if you if you are one of the only people that wanted our YouTube, there's shorter versions of the clips up there now. We know that maybe uh, three one-hour episodes about a small wrestling show in 95, that's maybe not the best way to introduce 
your friends to the show. So we came up with a couple of short, couple of minute clips about some particularly funny moments. And if people like that, well then direct them to the show, right? But we got a lot of fun stuff. November's just getting started now that we're done with October. Yeah. Uh, we got some cool holiday era stuff coming up, and I'm excited to go into 2022 with you here, there, Doc. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, another trip around the sun. Birthday's done and over with. I'm looking, staring down the barrel of 40. Damn. Getting there. I'm really, I really want to do something right now, and I feel like I'm going to regret it. But I've had enough beer, and we've been talking about wrestling. Yeah. As you're staring down the barrel of 40. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that happened, folks. He can edit that out if he so chooses to. If I don't, you know that I I wanted to give you the real stuff. But if I didn't, yeah. But in, in all seriousness, thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate all of you guys who um, enjoy our, our content yeah. and our bullshit. We appreciate you. So please uh, tell your friends, any 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 coworkers who would be interested in what we're doing, let them know. We always yeah. take more listeners. <laughs> that guy you sell weed to, tell him about our show too. Yeah, he might like it. Yeah, he probably will. Probably has good taste. Yeah. There it is. Um, and stay safe out there. It's a crazy world we're in right now. And just uh, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you next time. All right. Take it easy. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Yeah, we're all out there. Yeah. Nothing good. <laughs>